This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. Hey, 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 what's going on, Masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We have Melody Johnson in the house, the processpreneur. She is the founder of Course Consultant. She helps course creators and curriculum owners grow their reoccurring revenue with a sustainable customer success plan. Guys, I want you to get excited because Melody has a depth of online knowledge, business knowledge, membership knowledge, and a lot of different types of fascinating knowledge to help your businesses grow and thrive. Melody, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, no, we are super stoked that you're here because you have so much wisdom, knowledge, and understanding when it comes to the world of retention and you know uh, business development because you're able to see business. A lot of people think, oh, you gotta have a course and sell it. Or you gotta have, but you're like, there's other ways to look at it, but. Before we get into all of that, just tell us about your voyage into the entrepreneurship world. Were your parents entrepreneurs? You know, what made you pick up your bag and say, you know what, I want to go to Entrepreneur Mountain? Yeah. I don't I don't know if I would say like I want to go to the mountain. My husband is a marathoner. He's actually ran a race in over a hundred states. Um, and I'm wow. like, I can not care less about running or getting on a mountain. So a little bit about me, I am Melody, and I have always been really passionate about teaching and educating people. I started with an undergraduate degree in an entirely different field, which was theater arts and performance and directing. And so I loved being able to go on stage and present, you know, these stories to people. So I have that storyteller in me that always liked to present new information. And then I decided that I was going to pivot again. I've had many ups and downs in my career and eventually landed into a role in corporate training and development where I was actually training other people, creating onboarding training manuals for financial companies like big brands and companies that really wanted to help their employees succeed in the role so that they can boost their productivity and their profit margins. And so I always like to think that the profit is in the process. And so as I was building Mm up these curriculum for my employer, I started to see this ongoing trend in the online business world about people who were creating these online courses. They would come and ask me, hey, how do I create an online course? I know that's what you do for a living. And so I started really just creating some more materials online, making blogs, making a podcast, and eventually it transitioned into that being my full-time job where I now help courses and online consultants with group coaching programs reinforce learning and build powerful learning experiences through my trainings and my services. So essentially, now what I'm doing is really helping people, not just after they've really built the marketing engine, retain the customers that they've worked so hard to get, right? Because building a business of repeat customers is more sustainable and profitable long-term. You and there's so many gems in what you just said, and uh, I think one thing to kind of like look at the beginning of what you said is the given you know given that client an experience because you know they take their cash and they give it to you and they say okay you had the sales page I bought into it click the pay now button. And, you know, it's like a journey, you know, leading them into the world whereby they want to achieve some kind of vision, some kind of transformation. And uh, you're so right, Melody, because it, it seems like a lot of people are, they, they, they have goodwill, like, you know, they really want to help people, and, but they don't exactly know the structure. So even like, from what you've seen, and when these people come to you and they say, Melody, I, I need help putting together my, I have an idea, but I want to put it into a tangible course. How do you kind of like assist them with that transformation? 
Yeah, so that's a great question. One of the things that I actually do is within my curriculum co-working days, I actually set aside time to help people map out their curriculum for them. This is a free aspect wow. of my community inside of my course collaboration directory where other group program membership owners can actually come inside and get the accountability they need to complete and map out their lessons. Because the truth is, I can tell you night and day all about the ways that I structure my curriculum and that what works for me, but that might not always work for every single person. And so the main thing is, yes, we wanna map out that curriculum, and for the members and the group program founders that I already work with, they already have established brands, and they already have an existing membership that drives the them business. What we wanna do is reinforce that learning by creating a customer success plan that drives engagement, right? Like when we're thinking about a business, we probably are thinking, okay, I'm just looking at it from what I know, but let's look at it a much wider scope, right? I think so many wow. times we often look at our businesses in the lens of what we already understand. But if we could actually just pull mm. back for a minute and think it's not about the tools, it's not about all these shiny objects, right? Because we can get so easily caught up in all this fancy glamorous stuff. It's also specifically about how we can build that business foundation to last. So what I like to do is to think, A, how can I analyze what does my customer need? The next step is to define, wow. right? refine the ideas. How does that look like in the lesson? What's the experience I want to drive for my customers? How can I then develop or refine the curriculum in a way that helps engage the customers? Most recently, I had a video on my YouTube channel where I explain five onboarding workflows for group program memberships, because onboarding is one of the Ooh. best ways that you can get people through the content and also reinforce mm -hmm. the learning so people actually see the delivery of value that you promised on that sales page. Incredible. Um, onboarding and, you know, the, the retention and this. Uh, when we think about a course, you know, can I ask you a question, Melody? Yep. What makes what makes courses so exciting? There's this, this magic about, you know, when somebody has taken that sweat, vision and effort and hope and aspirations and they've created this sales page and they've created a program promise and they've created this I can help you do this thing what what what, what about courses because they it seems like man like more and more people they these courses are coming out of the left right and they're incredibly refined they are good at speaking to people's pain points you know what's what's the magic or like what, what are your thoughts on courses nowadays? Yeah, so I think that courses are becoming very common. And the truth is that while it's absolutely a great time to sell a course, it's also a really important time to evaluate what you're bringing to the table and differentiating yourself. I'm not the only course consultant mm. out there. There are many other course consultants out there. I started at a reasonable time and luckily I have a lot of clients. However, that being said, it's important to understand what makes you unique from your competitors. So the customers that I work with really already know what makes them different. They already have an existing framework, whether that's actually intellectual property, they've licensed it, or if they've created some sort of framework that's unique to them. The second thing is that we want to be able to make it repeatable. So oftentimes wow. when newer course creators just get started, they're trying to evaluate what's a strategy that will get me clients from nothing, right? So they're brand new to business, they're just starting out. And then there's those course creators and group coaching program founders that I generally work with who already have a group coaching program, but they're like, I'm refining my curriculum. I wanna take this to the next level. Stage A, you can't say is gonna be the same as stage B, stage C, or stage Z. And so a lot of times people compare their stage A to stage Z, and I don't think that that's fair. It's not only gonna make you really frustrated, it's also going to make you feel really just not, um, you're, you're going to be very, not just frustrated, you're not going to really be able to deliver the kind of value that you need to your customers. So don't compare your stage A to your stage Z. And so I think that as we look at courses, we need to start looking at, let's do this again, let's make it better, and let's improve the entire experience. 
Like my first online course was just a five day mini course and I just was, I pre-sold it and then a couple of my friends went through the program and they were able to get through it and gave me feedback. And then I decided that I was going wow. to take smaller courses and put them into mini courses. And then if you or any person in your audience is listening, if they have like online certification program or if they have a university that they teach at, they know that there's so much time that comes into actually creating the syllabus and the lesson plans. And in the digital space, what we need to think about is quality over quantity. It's not how many bonus mm -hmm. lessons you put in there. It's not about how many extra things that you're adding to the table. It's more about what is the customer seeing as relevant and valuable to them and how can I make them learn easier and faster and get the result? Of course, it, it does require like some work from the customer, but giving them the yeah. options to consume content in different ways, providing them the ability to give feedback continually and being okay knowing that your course is not a one and done product. They're most likely, especially wow. if you're doing tutorials, it's going to be some updates every now and then. Some people mm -hmm. have different opinions on that. Personally, if you're doing tutorials, you know, you don't want to have this outdated module on how to do email marketing. Right. And then all of a sudden some new changes happen in email marketing and compliance and laws and things. And then your content's outdated. So I think it's helpful to add on helpful, relevant information as it is necessary. And, and I think that's what separates the, the coaches and course creators and consultants that really care versus the ones because let's be real we kind of it seems like people kind of realize oh I can make money by this position myself as a coach create some kind of stuff and you know I can get money from people but what you just talked about is refinement you know updating the videos and sometimes I think that's why tons of people have gotten burnt you know the, I think the overall atmosphere the, the people are more skeptical like you know when I see ads sometimes people are like oh it's a scam these digital people just want your money you know there's a little bit of that is this person just trying to take my money and you know burn or are they really trying to help me succeed and rally for me to be that support and what you just talked about is what separates those that really want to see people win versus those that, you know, a lot of people, they, they, oh, well, you just turn on the ads and then you put a low ticket offer and then you scale that. And, you know, they just, it's, it's, a, it's a machine for them to kind of like just suck funds out of the um, coaching world. But Melody, the question I wanted to ask you was the idea of retention. It's so fascinating because I've there is competition you know there's people are coming out with their products and this person is doing a launch how do we keep people in our program staying with us for you know months or years or you know just being there yeah so i i think i want to go back tolu to a little bit what you just said about earlier about people are so worried when they click on ads i think that's a really good point that you made and I wanna just mention that when people are looking at products, consumers are more aware, especially if you're in the business or marketing space, of the purchases they make. Because one, they've already spent courses, money on courses before that maybe A, didn't deliver value, B, maybe they didn't really find it useful at the time, so now they're just hesitant and skeptical. So now this buyer is becoming more aware of the purchases that they're making. Compile that with the fact that we're now possibly in a pre-recession period and inflation has made our purchasing decisions different. I'm always evaluating on a month-to-month -month basis, looking at what are the overhead expenses? Which of these software some subscriptions are driving the business forward? Which of them are not driving the business forward? And so I think it's helpful to kind of consider yourself as a potential customer. Or another type of way to think about this is, what could I think my buyer would consider a valuable exchange for their money and what sets me apart? Again, going back to that unique framework. So if we think about it that way and we start to realize people are more hesitant, people are reassessing their existing kinds of subscriptions, then we need to think about ways to make it easier for other people to make that decision. 
we can do that through networking we can do that through conversations we can do that of course through organic and even paid traffic and there's nothing wrong with paid traffic but it's more about thinking about what's this overall big scale you know big picture how can i reinforce that i'm going to give value for this and then once someone does make a purchase how can i make the most out of that purchase not just by upselling and cross-selling and downselling and zipline selling what we can do instead is you're laughing because it's yeah. true because you know a lot of these course creators do it you know i've done upsells and there's nothing wrong with it but i'm just saying we're so conditioned to seeing all these cross sales and when we actually get to the product this product is you know five modules and we don't know where to start and then all of a sudden it's in our google graveyard right so we don't even need mm. so what we want to do is say how can i engage back with the community how can i start them with the curriculum and how can i make it easier for them to learn and that's why i love co-working and i love conversations co-working is a vital part of a program that has a community inbuilt. Now, if it's just like a directory or templates or something like that, it's probably not going to be as important. But the co-working aspect is something I utilize in my membership, and I know that a lot of other folks utilize co-working in their group coaching programs to reinforce community, to drive relevant outcomes, and to, to provide emotional support. Because yes, while it's very important to provide all this tangible knowledge and outcomes, it's also well nice to feel like you're part of a, a larger picture community so that you relate with other people, you can talk about topics, you can share your thoughts. And yeah. of course, those conversations could lead to something even better. Maybe there's a business collaboration. Maybe you just want to get another friend, you know, like another business mm. friend or, or what, what have you. So all those things aside, retention really helps to drive revenue long term. And that's the beauty of all of the different aspects of a customer success plan, building onboarding, building great engagement and building a plan for people to succeed incredible and you know as people we are social creatures you know we want to socialize and it's incredible because years ago we really didn't hear about something called group coaching but now it's like it's like the, the rage and everybody has a group coaching aspect or can you talk to us melody about the benefits of uh group coaching and you know, why did it become so rampant, and, you know, wide uh, use? And what are some of your thoughts on it? So I, I think what I'd like to frame that question is more in terms of why isn't traditional education and business school succeeding and turning out profitable businesses? So that is a very deep conversation and if we look at the statistics because I actually have my master's in instructional design I did a actual a research paper on small business and courses and why some people were able to get access to courses and really build their knowledge about building a sustainable business and why other people weren't able so overall in the United States I know that education has a lot of financial implications there are many times when people try to go to either business school or learn about business even at a community college or at a higher education level and we're not able to get that kind of support why is that well there's a lot of socioeconomic mm. factors piled out with a lot of other things that are happening in the world that really just redline different people groups from being able to get access to this higher education you know, there are times when people are working two to three jobs or they're parenting and they're the only parent in a family and they can't take time off to go in person to this event workshop to learn more about business. Or maybe they're a solo entrepreneur and they're trying to scale their team and maybe they're faced with mental health or caring for a family member or they're trying to be able to get to the goals that they want to, but they just can't because the university mm. isn't supporting them the college doesn't give them the kinds of resources that they need to succeed. And what ends up happening is that students feel alone, they feel not supported, and they either just skip out on school or they go through the motions and they do get their degree, but when they enter the workforce, they aren't actually successful. Why is that? Why? And so I think what came from that was 
I want to build a community of other people that will be able to learn in a safe and supportive environment that fits my needs and my lifestyle. That's why group coaching programs were so popular because you can, you know, have that nomad lifestyle. You can go on the beach and work on your laptop and, you know, you have other influencers out there like Amy Porterfield and all of these other social media folks that are remote and building this beautiful business. But the truth of it is when we start looking at the logistics of planning the curriculum, executing the videos, editing them, putting them inside the course platform, showing up on the group coaching calls, answering questions in the group coaching calls. We need to elevate our curriculum so that we're not just a lifestyle brand. I'm so for being the nomad. I'm so for working remotely. I am yeah. so for all of that. But what I want to do is I want to mm -hmm. challenge all of these group coaching programs who are like, yeah, let me just give you it in a PDF. That's not going to cut it in 2022 and beyond. I want them wow. and I want us to rise to the occasion where we can create a business that lasts beyond us if we want that for ourselves and our, for our lifestyle. We want to build financial freedom for our grandchildren if you decide that you want children, for our family members, for our friends. Like, Wouldn't it be nice if you could run a business that you know exactly what trainings are coming up, who's running the trainings, how the training is being delivered and how your customers are getting supported without draining your team, draining yourself or burning out, right? Because that's what ends up happening for these group coaches is that they're so used to leading themselves that they end up being the last person to take that vacation, to take that nap. And so wow. one of my clients actually, he owns a SaaS company and he creates this beautiful custom membership site. And so I said, hey, let's actually just build up some process in your plan to support your customers so you can go on vacation. And a couple months ago, he went on uh, on a trip to Ireland and it was great. So, you know, it was a great time Amazing. to kind of see like people take that step back and say, yes, I've built a business that has earned me revenue and now I can step into the CEO role truly and be able to lead so that I'm not the only person leading the charge on these coaching calls. I'm not the only person making these pivotal decisions in my business and my customers are still getting the support they need to succeed. That, that felt like a course module right there. <laughs> that, that felt uh, superbly amazing in oh, terms fun. of yeah. mindset. And you're so right. The, you said something that was so interesting. You said, look, that's not gonna, the edited PDF is not gonna cut it in 2022. What will cut it, Melody? I think if we start looking at things big picture again, I keep saying big picture, but what do I mean? So when I'm talking about big picture, let's look at where do you see this group coaching program growing in the next three to five years? Um, wow. One of my clients um, has this very large program and in their program, they have what they refer to as pods essentially and in the pods they're actually small mastermind groups that meet at a given time and these mastermind groups there's like 30 or 40 of them right so those 30 or 40 groups they also have access to content curriculum that's custom to a track level and that's specific mm. to them in their growth stage in their business and then they have like an wow. elevated level where it's for more advanced students. So if we start to take Incredible. a look at like, what can we do to set ourselves up for success in the next stage of growth? If you're just starting out and you only have like one course, I don't think that that's gonna really be relevant to you. But if you're someone who you have a membership site, you have a group coaching program and it's already enrolling students and you wanna elevate it to that next stage of growth, the system that you have now is not going to suit you for the next step, right? Because Whoa. if you're like, okay, I'm, I have, a, like, for, for example, one of my friends who I was like, you need to make a membership site. She just recently had a $35,000 launch and she's like, I'm losing Whoa. members. Yeah. And it, it, there was no ads. It was just email marketing and referrals, right? And it's for a $9 Whoa. membership, $9. Yes. <laughs> so it's like that is incredible what can we do and her biggest thing was she was telling me she was like melody i 
I'm so glad that this membership is working, but one of the key things that I'm focused on this year is retaining my customers. They stay in for about three months. I need to re-update my uh, onboarding sequence. I'm updating my membership site dashboard. What can I do to keep my customers? Another one of my clients, uh, Andrea, she has a membership and it's like a high, it's like $47, $57 a month. So it's not a very high ticket offer, but she's like, I spend so much money at like actually acquiring the customer and she has everything. She has two podcasts. She has an agency. She also has um, her membership and she has like a group program. So she does everything. And she's like, how can I keep these customers? And she's like, I know mm. that when they come in, I thought I was supposed to offer them this smorgasbord, this banquet of content where they could just go and grab and eat it. But I didn't realize that That's members right. don't go through it that way. They need to be guided through. Wow. And so if we look at guiding mm. people through the content and we look at creating a space for people to learn what's important to them, not just what we think is important, then we can actually create something that will last. Then we can actually see a way to improve our bottom line. And I actually have a whole training on how to analyze your churn rate how to identify ways that you can grow your annual recurring revenue and ways that you'll be able to determine how could just like a 1% difference in increasing your retention rate improve the bottom line. And it's astounding. You can actually earn so much money back. And that's why huge companies do this. Like they focus on retention. There's actually customer success managers that look at the churn and mm. see like, why are people canceling? What the heck is going on with this? So. To go back to your original question, because I went on a ramble, look at the big picture, decide what infrastructure you need to put in place to scale your business with the right people and the right process. The third, the second thing is Incredible. review your onboarding process. Analyze what is working and what's not working. Now is a good time to do that right before the fall, because at the time of this recording, it's like, what is it? It's July. 2022. So that's right. That's why it's so important for us to, to take a look at these metrics to determine how to grow that long term growth in our revenue, not just acquiring the customer. Incredible. Um, what is the biggest issue that you see course creators and uh, coaches have within their membership that causes that churn and causes people to fall out? Yeah, I think that's a, a it's it's different for each membership owner there's different kinds of models which is a month-to-month -month basis and then there's an annual model and you can have plans mm. for both there's nothing wrong with that some people also like to have pricing plans that are quarterly or they're going to have some sort wow, of okay. other type of way where it's one large upfront payment and then smaller payments over time i have friends that do that and it works for them the big thing that we want to do is decide on what is our existing revenue model now and then also what's the other types of revenue that we can earn long term so like if we look at Incredible. why are people canceling what we want to do is log that we want to be able to see ah. so we, we can actually do that through surveys through ongoing conversations some people actually have client concierges or customer success managers like myself to do that and actually analyze what's happening in your program. And so what you can do, just a really simple thing, is put out a survey and ask if someone reaches out manually, have a template and say, I'd love for you to take this quick survey, give us some feedback. Some people actually prefer to do these offboarding calls. Now, I would never say that you should make it hard to cancel because if anybody's ever tried to cancel a membership, like Planet Fitness or whatever, <laughs> makes it super difficult, that just causes this like, <laughs> anger right like you just want to just shake somebody and it be does. like why is this so hard <laughs> i wouldn't why say make it hard exactly. but what i will say is because you put all this time and effort in getting this customer you might as well ask give them the opportunity to give good feedback and sometimes it's a little bit brutal to look at those cancellations and say you know what objectively yeah, yeah i can see why they would feel that way and I can see why they, they mentioned that. Other times you have to dig a little bit deeper. And at that time, it might be beneficial to have a third party person come in and actually audit and say, hey, we're just doing a, a conductive research. We're completely separated from the company. We are an independent 
you know, voice of the research company who does this for mm-hmm. another company. And we just want to know that we can create a better report on what this company can do to improve. And, and basically that's Incredible. a great way to go about it. If it's like a really large issue, you know, if you've got thousands of customers and, and things of that nature. But if you're on a smaller scale, it might be just beneficial to have some sort of exit survey, send it to people if they cancel, and then look at the most frequent cancellation reasons and make a roadmap to improve that for the future. And that is such an amazing, um, I love that jot down why people are actually canceling because a pattern will eventually emerge where people are saying the same reasons over and over again then you can take that and be like okay let's address the core issue here that people are having and this is one thing that i find exciting about memberships because i remember when i was building the membership and it was it was like it's like 59 bucks you know per month and it's like, yeah, but this is not really that much. It's like, okay, what what else can we put in it to like, you know, I remember as soon as they bought, it would be like, hey, do you want to get like a one-on-one call for like $240 and, you know, different things. But for those that have like other offers or maybe they have an agency, you know, they have other things going on. And they kind of maybe want to use the membership as like a foot in the door, kind of like strategy. What are your thoughts on that in terms of like people having a membership, but then having other offers and services? Yeah, so I think that it's important to identify what is the thing that is going to drive the most revenue and then building your business based off of the way that you want to deliver that service or that product or that offer. So if we look at low ticket, Let's say that it's low ticket would be anywhere between $1 to $47, right? Or let's say, let's bring it up to $60. So one to 67, Mm -hmm. it's still under a hundred bucks. So we're looking at that and we're like, okay, so someone comes in the door and they're, they're paying a subscription fee to you every single month for that exchange. You're either creating content live, you're holding some sort of element live or you just have an ongoing subscription to assets, whether that's going to be Canva graphics, templates, resources, ongoing training, et cetera. You may have some sort of community aspect, like you have an ongoing Facebook community, you have an online forum, a membership directory, or some sort of way to connect up with other people to ask questions. Maybe it's a Slack group, or maybe it's a a WhatsApp group. Discord. Yeah, Discord. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that could be for a very small fee or it could be for a higher fee. Depends on how you look at it. The next step would be then to say the person who's actively engaged would be what's the next step for you? And yes, I do have some clients who do operate their business that way where it's this is just a stepping stone. You need more one-on-one help? Great. We've got a program for that. That's through our retainer agency services. You're looking at um, needing more support for this in terms of a group format. You don't need one-on-one help. You're fine in a group format. Great. we got a group program for that. The challenge I can see with that is one, you need to have your operations and process in place to do that. You also need to have a larger team. And so you have to look at your profit margins. And then if you're running advertisements, you need to look at you know, what is the, the actual customer lifetime value? Like how much mm. does this person actually need um, for this to be profitable for our, our business? Because as you add employees and contractors, that profit margin goes down. So looking at the price points is going to be really important. And also like your energy levels, because managing all this stuff is a lot of energy. It's a lot of you know emotion, it's a lot of it mental energy. Of energy. And if you're running an agency, plus also like a lower ticket membership, it can be really challenging to juggle both at the same time. So you need to be prepared by creating a content calendar for your curriculum inside your membership. And a lot of people don't realize it. They think wow. that it's this like passive income stream that's not gonna be a lot of work. It is work. That's why people do that as the primary method. So if you can balance both, and you have the team and you have the process in place, you can do it. But I wouldn't advise doing both if you're still figuring out one process or if you're still hiring a team, 
do that all, get the whole figure that part out, and then you can build everything out from there. So that's what I would really say about, yes, it's possible, you can absolutely do it, um, but just figure out what you like, you know? Um, it's going to depend on your lifestyle, your values, and your time. Incredible. Uh, so one of your services is Scale My Group Program Curriculum. And you know, I, I think group programs, and as we've been discussing, are, are so uh, intimate and, you know, like you said, having like a, a, a custom strategy. But talk to us about the people that come to you saying, Melody, I've got this group program, I need help. What are your thoughts in terms of helping them achieve that transformation they're looking for? Yeah, so like we were saying, we want to look at what's working. So what I actually do is I audit the group coaching program curriculum by creating a template based off of what I think is working really well, what I think needs improvement. And this can be the hardest part because as a business owner, we put so much blood, wow. sweat, and tears on our work. It's hard to objectively have someone say, hey, I think that you need to improve this. But if we take that aside for a second and say, okay, I think I can improve that. And obviously there are some things that you feel like, no, I actually want to keep it this way. That's that's really fair too. Um, but I do think it's helpful to have a third party objectively look at the curriculum and say, I think you need to improve this. The second thing is to actually create this customer success plan by looking at the data and analytics and saying, mm -hmm. here's what customers are saying is the most frequent reason why people are leaving a membership. There was a question that one of my clients asked recently, that, which was, what is the standard retention rate for group coaching programs? And so I said, well, let me look this up. So as I started looking this up, I started to realize it's really hard to see this data because it's not present. There's not enough statistics or reports on this. There are some things that we can gather though. I would say on average, the retention rate is between five to 10% for memberships in the online business community space. I'm including people within B2B wow. marketing specifically. B2C market memberships are actually a lot higher in their churn rate, meaning like they are churning more customers frequently than a B2B business oriented membership or group pro programs. So if we look at it that way, five to 10% it was probably like average. Anything less than 3% would be ideal in your churn rate, meaning like the rate at which you're losing customers. And if we look at this overall, we can just say, okay, how can I make this number better? We can look at it from year to year and we can create a goal for the entire year to say, I wanna improve my membership retention by 1% or I wanna improve it by 2%. Big companies celebrate one to 2% increases. Why don't we celebrate that little right. increase? And so it makes a lot of bigger yeah, difference right. too. If like, if your group program or membership is $1,000 per month, if you lose five members, that's $5,000 monthly that you're losing from that uh, your customer base. Mm -hmm. If you're having a smaller base and it's a lower wow. ticket, it's like $47 per month and you lose five, that might not be a lot now, but if you see a trend wow. where month after month after month, the same number of people are leaving and or more people are leaving, that's a trend we don't want to continue. We want to decrease that. So that's where retention comes in. Incredible. Now, and it's, you know, I can only imagine the joy that people have when they are uh, successfully keeping um, individuals in their program, you know, because it shows that people find it valuable versus you being in a situation whereby you're just losing a lot of um, members. That can, that can be like really, really um, depressing. Um, but I think what's exciting is also being able to think ahead of the value that you can give people and keep constant, because I'm almost it's like, be obsessed with how to deliver better results, how to help them get that transformation, how to cater to them, because we live in a competitive world. You know, there's somebody that has that idea, that has the money, you know, is trying to get that same person. So uh, from the most successful memberships, Melody, that you've seen or maybe that you've studied, 
Why are they successful? Why can't they keep people in there for years? I think it's a, a large combination of factors. One is being able to be objective about business decisions. I know that it's easy to feel really attached and emotional with a lot of these business decisions because we put so much energy in them. But as a business owner, the group coaching programs that are out there that have sustained things allow themselves to surround themselves with peers and mentors that give them the feedback and are objective enough to either implement new processes in place or with a team or on their own so that they can improve upon the different feedback that they're receiving. So being open to feedback. And then two is also hiring the right team members in place. Um, you know, I would say that the team that gets you to you know six figures is not the same team that's gonna get you to seven figures. And the reason why is number one, your contractors might decide that they're not a good fit for you anymore. You might decide that you wanna convert some people to a full-time role. Right, So if you converted someone to a full-time role, the expectations for that role might be a little different, your ability to lead them will look a little bit different, and your delegation process might change. And so as you evolve in your role as a CEO and as a business owner, it's up to you to decide how you want to run your business. That, like I said, you can, you know, if you reach your six-figure mark and you know you're successfully, you know, operating at a way where your profit margins are enough to sustain you and your family and your lifestyle, that's great because six figures is just that's just a word, right? Like we we toss it around so easily in the online space, but like you can make six figures and still be in debt. Like your profit margins are what's important. Same thing with your seven figure business owners. We wanna make it so that your profit margins are sustaining you, sustaining your business, sustaining your lifestyle. And so if there, if you don't wanna be a seven figure business owner, no sweat. You don't have to be if you don't want to. If you want a small team, that's fine too. If you want just like one or two pivotal critical people in your business, that's fine too. We don't have to have these big mega millionaire businesses unless we want to. And that's also fine. So I think that if we look at it in the terms of where do I want my business to go? Do I have the right team? Do I have the right process? And is my infrastructure built to scale? Then that those questions will start to lead you to what's next for you. And so ultimately, the hope is that people will be able to use the right mentors, use the right people, and use the right process. And that is what's so cool about what I do, is just talking with people about this, really just opens up this whole conversation between what can, I, what can they do now in their life so that they can build that business that lasts. Yes, um, I feel like you should put together a membership summit or something of that nature and like put, have a membership book out there too as well because the information and the knowledge and experience you're given is so rich and abundant and like very very like nuanced and intricate in terms of you're so right you know a lot of times most people i feel like a lot of people are superficial with their courses you know they have goodwill, but they don't really penetrate those deeper layers of it to say, how do I really cultivate? How do I really help people get and have a success plan, measure maybe the metrics of client success? And the world we're in is like, I, I know there's like the stats out there like, hey, you know, the online educational world is growing like, you know, year over year, like 2025 mm -hmm. is expected. It's here to stay, you know, it's not as if courses, I mean, things are always evolving, but there's going to be a course two years from now coming out and people are going to buy. And I love what you say, Melody, in terms of like that internal uh, work, doing the inner work of the course and making sure that, you know, the, the, the whoever enrolls into it, they actually have success. Um, and talking about success, one thing that you said earlier was the community aspect and i've been part of programs just like everybody else sometimes people put it in facebook i've seen people put it in discord i've seen people put it in circle what what are your thoughts on like maybe a platform for people to host their uh community engagement 
And also, how should people treat that community engagement? Yeah, I mean, I have written extensive articles for other brands about online communities, and there's just so much to be said about community. And there's constantly new platforms being built all the time That's that right. create new community platforms. So by the time I have this rec- you know, episode recorded, there's going to be like five to 20 new SaaS platforms out there <laughs> that will have some sort of new community features. So, right. And I, I get these DMs from from SaaS companies all the time saying, try this new platform, try this, you know, be a brand ambassador. I'm like, okay, like you're like one of like 20 people that are oh like asking God. me. Um, so I, to answer your question, what's important in a community? What's important for a community is the look and feel. Is it easy for the user to adopt there's something that to be said about product adoption. Mm. Like product adoption is something that large scale companies use to drive behavior. If we look at user behavior, we can actually help to reinforce quote unquote value, right? Like if like, let's say, let's look at Facebook for instance, okay? I know it's kind of a growing older community in terms of like, I mean, my, my mother's on Facebook and my, my mother-in-law's on Facebook. Incredible. And no, no shame with that, but I mean, my, my, my sister who's um, much younger than me, she's like, I'm not on Facebook. Why are you on Facebook? <laughs> I'm oh on TikTok God. and all these other platforms, right? So, yeah. so I think that if we, if we look at Facebook, right? So they built this big user base, same thing for Instagram. Right. What were the behaviors that reinforced that use? One, you had these notifications. Every time you check your notification, you see a comment or a reply or something. And now it's like you, okay, I would say originally, I don't think, I don't know about now, but like originally it was a quote, feel good. You have that sense of, yes, I'm checking my social media. I have this like sense that people are commenting and engaging with me, yay. And then again, you wake up in the morning, you do the same thing and you do it over and over and over and over. And that's why we have those ad platforms where people can take a look at your ads because they created a whole user base based off of product behavior and engagement. That's right. Now let's take that back over to like our membership sites and our group coaching programs. How can we reinforce behavior, not like manipulative or anything like that, but how can we use behavior to drive product engagement, relevant conversations and drive the business forward because we want to be able to have that subscription-based model. Our community platform needs to reinforce that. So whether that's Slack, whether that's you know somewhere else, if you have a free space, then maybe make that free space similar to your premium space. Like if that's a, a Facebook group hopping in one group to the other group. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a free space on Circle, maybe have a free community and then have the premium version. Now, I would say that when you do have free spaces and there's a a cost associated with that space per member, it does get a little pricey. So you have to be able to balance that in terms of your profit margins. So it's deciding on how you host your community or where you host it isn't as important as driving the engagement. You can have weekly topic threads, you can have a place to have job listings, you can host webinars within the community. Creating the community for the community is what that is for. If you Mm. create a space just for the sake of creating a space, but you don't drive engagement, you don't have events, you don't have good conversations, nobody's gonna use it. Straight up. (laughs) So it won't really matter if you have the best platform in the entire world, you don't use it, it's a waste of money. <laughs> oh my god. Sheesh. You're so right about that. Um when you think about the future of what you do, can you paint a picture for us, Melody, of how you want the course consultant to kinda evolve or paint a picture of what the future looks like uh to you for us? Yeah, well, I have a lot of different ways that I support my ongoing folks, and I do have some new things that are coming out. Not, I'm not ready to share all the details of it, but basically the best way for us to stay connected and to grow is through referrals, right? So many course creators come to me, especially newer course creators who are like, I wanna launch a course. That's gonna be the silver bullet. That's gonna be the one thing, right? The like the the one ring that's gonna drive me to six or seven figures or beyond. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about your community. How are you bringing in your, your community members? And then I'll talk with people who are more established 
business owners who have the community and then they're what their questions are they're not asking how do i reach six figures they're like what's the 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 platform that will help support my community Mm. they're asking good questions why are my customers canceling they're asking the questions about how can i make this easier for my customers and my team okay those are the questions that those clients are asking so what I've decided to do is create this directory of other, you know, group coaching program founders and membership owners, and it's absolutely free. You can get listed inside of my directory. Wow. And the reason why I did that is because so many times I'll have people ask me, I need a course for that. I need a course. What's the best course for this? Why aren't we creating a community for us to talk to each other and tell each other about the products that we have? We're so segmented in our different little worlds and our different little spheres that I wanted to create a space where people can grow their recurring revenue through Mm -hmm. referrals, through connections, and through collaborations. That's what I want this next stage of growth to look like for not just me, but for everyone else. And I hop into these coffee chats all the time. And while I love coffee chats, it's not going to be the way to stay in touch. The way Mm. to stay in touch is to join this collaboration directory. It's to get inside this group. I have co-working calls that are happening every Tuesday. I have LinkedIn audio rooms that are held on Tuesdays as well. I'm sorry, uh, curriculum co-working days are on Wednesdays every other week. And then um, my LinkedIn audio events, I actually bring on guest speakers to talk about these subjects, how to create, connect, and um, keep your course customers. And we talk about all the topics that we're talking about now for an hour. And it's absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's free. You can join the events. And then I also talk about building sustainable workflows and systems. And so every single Tuesday from 11 to 12 PDT, I'm having people talk about these topics. And I do random blog posts. I do like lots of things on LinkedIn that I absolutely love and adore. And I do like live streams for curriculum co-working hours. And there is not something where it's like, okay, I'm the like expert in this and I'm the only guru. I'm like, no, y'all are experts. Y'all are gurus yourselves. Let's tap into each other. Let's learn from each other. We're here to collaborate. Let's grow this community because that's what's really most important to me. It's not like I'm leading this community into this like, you know, five part you know, onboarding sequence that's got 20 upsells. It's like, no, let's actually build this community for you. And Mm. I mean, if that's what people are interested, if any listeners are interested, I love to have them join me. It's so much fun. I love having these conversations and I love catching up with people. And like, frankly, how many times you're like, oh yeah, I wonder what's going on with so-and-so. Let me listen to their podcast. And you're like, I would love to just see what they're up to. So we have like threads where we talk all about um, are you doing affiliates? Are you looking for guest speakers? Are you mm. looking for a referral partners? So you could literally just post in my group and ask for that. And other people will comment just literally like la- earlier this week, someone was like, I have a panel for seven figure course creators and some people dropped out. Can someone, t- you know, like tell me, are you interested in being a speaker? And I had like five to six people comment. They're like, yes, I'm in. And that was because we had a great conversation about it. And then earlier this week, I posted like this bundle collaboration that's like, you know, happening. I'm like, hey, I'm tagging these people. So if you don't know me, you should know me (laughs) (laughs) because this is going to be a great way to to bring in this collaboration aspect. And it's not about competition. Right. I mean, there is that competition out there, but like how can we both win i want to make this a win-win for all these folks and yourself included totally so hopefully you can join this collaboration directory it's going to be so much fun i have a blast in there we have the best conversations and it's just so much fun no i I love the fact of just infusing value like i can only imagine somebody being like I need this or I, I, somebody dropped out, but because you've cultivated that type of environment, people actually, you know, step up to the plate or step up to the uh, batter and they're like, yeah, I, I'll do it. And I think that that shows everybody, whoa, this is extremely valuable because, you know, people are always watching and, and paying attention to a lot of it, especially when they pay for something. So I think that goes to show your your zone of genius, you know, and that's one gifting. Um, so, no, nah, I'm definitely excited. I, 
I'm saying this again, like you should have some kind of membership book and put it out there into the world because what you say is so, I feel like a percentage of businesses would not fail or not fail as fast or they would be able to actually prove more valuable if they implemented a lot of these strategies that you talked about. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And I don't have a book, but I do have a work, a workbook on it. So, I mean, I do have one. (laughs) So it's free. People can join. It's on the calculator, the retention calculator, but it's a fun, it's a fun thing. I love, I love chatting about this Tolu. I could absolutely talk about this forever. And so hopefully people can join me for the chats. And I definitely think they're way better than coffee chats, which are just like, Oh, what what are you up to? And I no no sweat with the coffee chats, but seriously, like, hop into these group chats. Like, it's so much more fun. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, for those that are listening, I, I really feel like if you have a course, you have a course you want to uh, transform into a membership. You have templates. You have slides. You help people with their marketing launch with their uh, VAs. Like you, it's so rich and abundant in that world that you've created. Uh, Melody, how do people get started with you? You know, the listeners and future listeners, you know, if they want to enroll, maybe they want to do one-on-one, maybe they, you know, what's the best way for people to get started? Yeah, so if you head on over to www.thecourseconsultant.com, that's the best place for us to connect. And the course collaboration directory is a free way for you to list your group coaching program or your membership. Like I said, there is free community events and I show up live. It's me virtually in the flesh and people want up on this in a, in a way that's going to be like very fun for us, very collaborative, ongoing conversations. I feel like those sounded more dirty than I meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just such a blast. I love hanging out with people. So hop inside this ju- course collaboration directory. Um, I'm also, most of the times I'm on LinkedIn because that's where I spend a majority of my time. Like I host these like LinkedIn audio events. Um, so I would say two places, thecourseconsultant.com, jump into the, the membership collaboration directory or jump into one of my LinkedIn audio events. And then from there, you can absolutely get, join me on a, a, a chat consultation call or apply for my one-on-one services. Um, I do have a membership for people to join as well, but I really just try to reinforce, like I wanna be there to answer your questions. Before you decide to apply, like let's make sure that we have some good knowledge and we have like a good relationship because I love working with clients, but like I want it to feel good, right? For both exactly. people. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, let's make this let's make this fun for both of us. So hop inside these chats. Let's go. It's gonna be so fun. All right, masterminders, you're hearing it from the course consultant Melody Johnson. I've been blown away at the tremendous amount of wisdom, knowledge, love, compassion, and this uh innovation that uh, melody has talked about and explained in this short amount of time that we've spent if you know anybody that is building a course or has a membership or even you yourself and you're saying look i i want to refine things i want to get better make sure you tap in guys we're going to give you all access to the links and direct access to melody Make sure you share this with as many people as possible, too. Maybe you got some business acquaintances, other coaches, other friends that you know could use refinement, improvement. Maybe they are launching a course and they have some questions. It's always great when you can tap in with compassionate people that really want to see you succeed at uh, higher levels. So, uh, Melody, we just want to thank you again for the commitment to learning and implementation and the staff and the the, the the clients you've helped because now uh you're such a valuable resource you know not just that but really you know the way the world is evolving is online programs group coaching courses so uh, it's amazing to see how um vital you are in this pivotal time that we're yeah doing. absolutely it's been a pleasure chatting with you tell i appreciate it All right. You too, Melody. All right, masterminders. Until next time, keep on mastering your mind and your life.
Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.